It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Presented by IBEW Local Union 43, by Hobby Hill Farms, and by Pathfinder Bank. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. So I inadvertently printed off a bunch of standings and things like that for a scoop. Left them on the printer over at the uh, radio station, I Galaxy be- Media. I believe I brought mine. Go ahead. Partners. Here. But I, I did take a couple of notes, an important here. one. Third in the North Division right now through 48 games, 26-18, 2-2. That includes a win on Friday, a 3 to nothing win against the Cleveland Monsters, and a 3-2 to two loss, unfortunately, and a quick turnaround on Saturday afternoon, that 1 o'clock game. That's because there was an NBA game later that night. Tim Roy was uh, nice enough. He's the Golden State Warriors broadcaster to join the voice of the Utica Comets, Joe Roberts, in the pregame in the booth. That's kind of a cool thing, right? Yes, yeah, very cool. He's called a lot of games here and he was, back in the day. He, was, he got a start in this building, actually, before all the expansion, and it became the Adirondack Bank Center. Uh, but Mikey DiPietro is the reason for that 3 nothing shutout. It was the first of his AHL career. And guess who just happens to be sitting here with us at the 72 Tavern for Utica Comets Insider for his second appearance. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. So I guess the obvious question is first AHL shutout. It's got to feel good. What were you thinking about afterwards? Did you? I heard, uh, according to Coach Call, there was a bagel breakfast with some bacon involved. Or uh, this is the thing. It started back Colors' first year with Thatcher Demko, and everybody was a little bit up in arms about him basically cooking some bacon in the <laughs> locker room downstairs. But I, I don't know what the, the makings of this or how it applies to you. But tell us what you what you got. Yeah, we really didn't have uh, obviously much dialogue about it. It's kind of been a quick turnaround, especially coming off the All Star break. So uh, I'm sure in the next couple of days we're gonna have have a couple of discussions about it. And I guess I have to take some orders or, or make sure the menu's obviously pretty good. But um, yeah, it's something that you know, goalies have done. I've known. Uh, I think. Henrik Lundqvist buys a bottle of wine for the defense corps um, every shuttle that he gets. So um, I guess Color wants breakfast. He loves to make eggs in in the morning. He's a big egg guy. So I don't know, I guess uh, maybe do some eggs or or something like that. But um, I don't know. I think, you know, I got to worry about stopping the puck. But if they want me to bring in breakfast, I guess uh, I guess I'll have to cook. It looks like it. There's just some good bagel places around here, Scoop. You've mentioned in your previous visit that you oftentimes sing to yourself in the net. Uh, we were wondering. Pass the time, sort of relax, keep focused. Uh, were you singing at all during that Friday show? <laughs> uh, no, not during that game. Um, you know, they have a humongotron there, and uh, which is the jumbotron, but theirs is just absolutely massive. Um, and it's so hard not to look at. But I think, you know, taking the puck to the face, the very first shot of the game kind of, you know, woke me up a bit, I guess, mm-hmm. from, from kind of coming off the All-Star break. And um, to be honest with you, I was just trying to, uh, you know, keep it at zero for as long as I could. And uh, the third period felt like the longest period of my life. So, um, you know, th- thank goodness that was over. But, yeah, no, unfortunately, no tunes. Um, no, well, I guess no, no tunes during that game. But... Uh, I guess you know, that's not to say for the next one. Maybe maybe dip in. I, I'm usually a country guy. Yeah, you said but, that. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm really liking Dermot Kennedy a lot. You know, some R&B, you know, slower kind of music, just relaxing. So I don't know. It, it depends. It depends the game. What point of? And I'm just going to assume you got to get into the third period before this happens. But 
what point do you sit there and go, I, I, I do have a shutout here because you don't want to <laughs> jinx that. It's like a no-hitter in baseball. The, you know, the announcers will, will bring it up or allude to it, and everybody gets up in arms. Nobody talks about this on the bench. Everybody just kind of rides it out. Do you just but, refuse to acknowledge it and focus on the next shot? You wait till yes. the final buzzer until you to. think about it? I can't. I, I, I can't say the word. I can't even think the word because I'm like, I don't... <laughs> I try not to be too superstitious, but when it comes to that, like, I am very superstitious. And actually, in Cleveland, I had about 30 family and friends um, at the game because it's close to Detroit and everything. And, yeah. And it's only two and a half hours from my house. So even my aunt and uncle, like, they know, like, not to move in their seat. If, if this is happening, really? like, they'll text my mom and dad, and they're like, hey, don't move. Or, like, don't even mention it. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was just, uh, it's pretty funny because. You can see your dad sitting there doing just <laughs> well, give him the yik snake, yik snake, no. Well, well, do well, well, my second start of the season was against Charlotte, and uh, my mom and dad were down for that along with my aunt and uncle. And uh, we, I think we had them at zero after the second period, but then my mom changed seats or whatever, and they scored the you know, quick two goals, and then she goes, oh, that's it, I have to move back. So I always, you know, I kind of ride her on that for leaving. She's the reason, and, and she always takes it so personal. Like the I think goes, it is really. Her you fault. think so? I go, Mom, no, it's fine. Nick, don't worry about it. So we're joined by Mikey DiPietro, goaltender for your Utica Comets here, serving you sports at the seventy-two Tavern and Grill Bogo Wing Night. If you're headed down here, uh, ninety-four point nine K Rock gives this to you seven to eight every single Monday. So, yeah, the win, the loss, after coming back from the All-Star break, you got Lavelle on Wednesday. You're on the road starting tomorrow. Syracuse will be coming up on Saturday. That's another one of those Galaxy Cup games brought to you by Delmonico's. So uh, something to look forward to for the fans. The rivalry, you can't look ahead. What's the focus with Lavelle? for you guys as you're getting ready for them and you're going to take off tomorrow i think down the stretch we i think everybody in the locker room knows how important each game is um you know i think our schedule in february compared to other people are, is, is kind of light mm -hmm. and coach definitely alluded to that we got to take advantage of it and that's something that uh, is a priority in our locker room right now making sure we use rest as our weapon but also making sure when we do play or, or even in practice, make sure we're sharp, make sure obviously we're dialed in mentally and physically. Um, and, and I think upcoming, obviously, on Wednesday night against Laval, and Laval will be a tough building to play, and it always is. But I think for us, keeping our focus, making sure we have a, a proper mind space, you know, to realize that, okay, don't look too far ahead, like you said, that, you know, Wednesday is the game we got to focus on. Obviously, upcoming Saturday is going to be a very passionate game. Yes. We're going to be looking forward, uh, you know, to get some revenge after last game. So, um, you know, but like I said, our focus is Wednesday, making sure we have a good practice where we get on the bus tomorrow and, and just kind of move on from there. You had a, a recent weekend series with Belleville, who you're obviously back and forth with in the standings. Phil behind him now. After that weekend... What did you take away from that? Because you're going to run into them the rest of the way here. They're a good team. What did you guys seem to discuss after that? Or do you just, did you move on to, to something else, the next opponent, and not really worry about it so much? I don't know. I think, uh, you know, with all things said and done, you got to really break that down. And, you know, they, Laval had a tough stretch of games, obviously, with, with a very long road trip. But, uh, you know, I think we played six games in nine days or seven and 11, and that was a very tough stretch for us. We were battling a few injuries, and obviously we're leading up to the All-Star break. So 
um, you know, you, you take it with a grain of salt. You can't really, uh, you know, panic. You can't panic button when, when stuff like that happens. You're going to run into some adversity throughout, you know, obviously, the season. And for me, that's something that it's easier said than done, and especially for me, someone who's stubborn and wants to win all the time, and, you know, you hate losing, you, let, you hate letting in goals, and I went through a very, t- like, a, a tougher stretch personally, too, um, where I think you just got to hit the reset button, and I think the All-Star break allowed us to do so, and I think everybody's really feeling, you know, rejuvenated, uh, you know, kind of like a second wind. I think it's Dude, necessary. For sure. And I think, you know, it comes in the right, right time of the year, and it definitely hit the schedule at, at the right time, I think, for our group. Because Belleville was like a 16-game road trip. They had earned a point in every one of those games. And Batherson and Balsers were back, two guys that you didn't have to deal with because they were with the Ottawa Senators. Obviously a very good club who you're going to be battling for playoff position with the rest of the way. Yeah, and you know, like you said, we're going to be battling. And, and down the stretch, it's all about a battle and uh, taking it game by game because obviously you can't play the next three games all in one night. Um, you got to focus on the one that's obviously placed in front of you, and that's Wednesday night in Laval. Uh, they're, they're a good group. They got a lot of young talent, which is uh, you know tough to play against at times. But they, like like I said, it'll be a battle. I think everybody in the room's looking forward to it. We have a lot of guys that have been in this situation before in a playoff race. This is my first time being in a playoff race because uh, my first year pro. Obviously, you've been in it in junior, but you know every everything is so tight. The games are so tight. The margin of error is so small that I think uh, I love it. I love the pressure that comes with it. But um, I think everybody in our room is really excited for uh, for what's to come. Yeah, I saw, you, you know, the special teams was ultimately what decided the game on Saturday against Cleveland. I look at Lavelle, who you're facing on Wednesday. Power play and penalty kill, both very similar. Both teams are very similar. But you also notice that on special teams it's been the shorties we've talked about that on pregame a few times that's one of the things that uh, are you guys focusing on that moving forward into this game against Laval or something that you've seen over the past couple weeks because leading the league I think thus far I think it's at 12 now. yeah that's one of the After, th- that seems to be one of the issues that, that the team has had moving forward well I don't know I think for us uh, special teams is a big part of the game nowadays of course and generally if you win the special teams battle you know you're looking you're setting yourself up pretty for for, obviously for a good outcome in, in the game and um, you know there, there's difficulties I think with every team and you know, you're going to struggle at, at some points in the year and some things and um, like I said we're not, we're not really dwelling on that right now of course um, for me at the end of the day you're the last line of defense I got to be better um, you know wow. st- stop on the pucks and you know, put, put that on me and um, you know you got to make sure you come up with those saves and you know give your give your team you know the, you know a jump uh, momentum boost even if you know if something bobbles you know the, the game's unpredictable, so things happen, uh, you know, weird ways. But that's not to say that uh, you know we're focusing on just on that one aspect. Of course, because, you know, for me, I'm not really a stats guy. I really don't care about stats or where where really we're standing. All I know is that we got to win Wednesday, and that's and you know that that allows me to play with a clear mind and open mind. And that way I'm not really dwelling about things that happened in the past that really have no impact on the game tonight. But yeah. you you are a leader based on that statement. That is a, a narrative that we have discussed so many times, whether it was the last time that you were here, we've discussed that on pregame. To make a statement like that, being a 20-year-old in his first year, to take that on for the team, just very impressive. Now, with Justin Bailey up in Vancouver and Zach McEwen up in Vancouver, we also talk, Scoop, about next man up. You can back me up on this because David Pope, then Lucas Yasek, Carter, the captain, and then Nikolai 
were the next men up in these last couple of games, putting the puck in the back of the net for you. Uh, that's a great mindset for this team to have because somebody has to do it, and it's good to see these guys do it and stepping in. Yeah, and I'm curious who you have, even though this is your first pro season. You've played some big games, Memorial Cup and all that. Do you get to this latter part of the season, and is there something in your head that says, okay, I've, I've got to be th- the best I've been so far this season. I've got to be the best me I can be. Yeah, I think, you know, it, that's a statement where, you know, you think about and, um, you know, sometimes you can, you know, you have to always find ways to elevate your game. That's everyone, all, every coach, every person will tell you that you have to find another gear in your game. But at, at the end of the day, you just got to do what you do because that's why you're on the team. For me, I don't got to be an extra version of myself. I just got to be myself. And I think everybody in the locker room realizes that as long, if they can be the best version of themselves each and every night, you don't have to go like, like reaching for something else. You know, you're f- reaching for something that may not be there, may not be in your repertoire. If you do what you do better than the next guy that does it, then it, it, it's like a snowball effect. Things will start rolling. You know, you get the momentum. You start getting puck bounces. I think that's a big part, too. You know, you get the bounces. You get guys feeling good. Um, you know, Banksy, our captain, he's, you know, he's the heart and soul of the team, that's for sure. Uh, everything runs through him, and uh, he's a phenomenal leader, and he's a guy that everybody listens to in, in the locker room, along with, you know, the rest of our vets that have obviously been around the league for a long time. So uh, me being a young guy, I just want to listen to them, listen to what they have to say, and at the end of the day, hopefully give the, be- give the team the best chance to win if I'm in the net, and I'm sure, you know, the other two with Baki and Z are, f- feel the same way when they're in the net. They just want to do whatever they can to, you know, t- to win. But how great is it to have the mindset that you have, especially if you're looking at it from Coach, Cull, uh, Coach Cull's perspective, Carter's perspective, and on down. I just I admire you've got a great mindset for being so young and being one of the younger guys on the team. It's outstanding. Mikey DiPietro, goaltender for the Utica Comets, is with us here on Utica Comets Insider. We're at the 72 Tavern and Grill, and we'll be right back on 94.9 K-Rock. Let's go, Comets! Let's saucer pass back to Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. You Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And if you've missed any part of this broadcast with Mikey DiPietro, check out the podcast afterwards. Wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, we'll have the links in social media, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, at K Rock Rain, of course, at K Rock CNY. I'll have it eventually at K Rock Scoop. And, you know, really, you got Laval on the road, I notice, Wednesday, Syracuse at home Saturday. And you got Laval and Syracuse again the week after they, uh, that. Laval the following Wednesday, Syracuse there the following Friday. So, you know, this sort of develops animosity sometimes. Familiarity <laughs> breeds contempt is the old yeah. cliche that I hear. Let's address something positive, though, for Mikey DiPietro as he's hanging out with us here at the 72. Some birthdays in the family. Let's start with Dad. Then you said Grandma. And your mom's is coming up, too. Yep, yep. Dad's was yesterday. He's, he's happy because it's on Super Bowl. Yep. And um, my grandmother, she turned 89 today. And my mom is uh, the sixth. And so everybody's jam-packed in this week, that's for sure. And amazingly, he said to us off the air that his dad's 106, but grandma's only 89. I, I know, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> have you, did you have a chance to get some sauce uh, when you were on the All-Star break? What did you do for the All-Star break? And then what did you do for the Super Bowl? We'd love to know. Yeah, I actually... 
got to go home uh, for the All-Star break. Dad came up. I think I think we played the Wednesday and the Friday at home, and then Saturday we were in Belleville. Yep. So Dad ended up staying here Friday night, drove to Belleville to watch the game, and then we drove home together. So it was nice, you know, for me to get home, recharge the batteries, uh, see Grandma, see my aunts, see, see, you know, see the family, see some buddies. So it was a good time to just kind of not be hit by things for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. The batteries and, I never thought um, about that. I don't get hit by, thir- you know, 30 things at night <laughs> when I go to work. No doubt. <laughs> but, no, it was good. Uh, I enjoyed my time. I think they enjoyed theirs. And it was lucky, you know, a lot of them came to Cleveland this past weekend. So it was obviously uh, it was nice, you know, kind of week and a half. But, uh, yeah, for, for the Super Bowl, we just kind of all got together at uh, Carter Camper's house. And we just had a good time and, you know, relaxed, ate some food, probably ate too much. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Watch KC take it, so it was, uh, you know, it was a good ending. So did you come back from the All-Star break with more sauce from Nani, or do <laughs> you still have some from early in the season you got to go through? I do, I do. I still, I'm still stockpiled still with stuff. Um, my dad, when, when my dad came down before All-Star break, he asked if you want me to bring anything. I'm like, Dad, no, please do not bring anything. Like, yeah, I'm there still was a working big, on it. There was a huge care package you had told us about it's at the un- beginning of the season. It was unbelievable. Like, I still have food in my freezer from when they brought it up, <laughs> literally, when I moved into my place in October. And That's it was awesome. Just, it was just crazy. So it's hard to it's hard to ma- it's hard to say no because you don't want to upset Nona. So you know you want to say no, but it's like a soft no. It's like no, like I still have it, but you know you just kind of hopefully fib a little bit so you don't get bombarded with food. You <laughs> a know? whole a whole bunch more for sure. Exactly. So as far as the health of the team, I was looking at Vinny Arsenault. He posted on Instagram today. Actually, he's out for the season, which you know, just one of your teammates that sucks. Nobody wants to see anything like that. Uh, he, he had a surgery today down in New York. Uh, but Coach Call on the Coach Call Show, which is on our brother station, ESPN, Utica, Rome, for those out there listening that aren't aware, it's every Monday from 6 to 7. That's called the shameless plug. Well, he had mentioned the health of Gadjevich, Stevenson, and Boucher specifically and said those guys are getting a little bit closer and they might be players at some point this week. That's a great thing to see to get some reinforcements into the lineup for you guys. Yeah, I think so. I think when I, anyone come back from injury, you want them to be ha- obviously healthy 100%. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously with Boosh being out and Stevie and, and Gadge, those are spots in the lineup where, you know, everybody you know, that is out right now, they bring obviously a special tool that helps us win hockey games. So, uh, you know, when they're healthy, it'll be really good to see them back on the ice. And, you know, Boosh is still scoring a ton of goals in practice, so he looks pretty good to me. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, for me, it's just that when everyone's healthy, it's, uh, you know, brings the guys, you know, morale up in the room. And, um, you know, it's always good to see them smiling and making sure they're, you know, obviously they're feeling good. So, Talk up some of your blue line guys who are really helping you out when you're back there in between the pipes. All of them. Uh, every single one of them. Uh, you know, it's cliche to say, but seriously, everybody. I think... We had a big, I think the big turning point in the game in Cleveland on, uh, I believe it was Friday night, was the 5-on-3 penalty kill. Yeah, it was and, awesome. And yes, it was. Only blocked, I think, four shots on that on maybe 50 seconds. So you and Levy, Stevens, and Sots, I think, yep. yeah. right on that. It there was, were the three. It was crazy. It was, it was one of something that, um, you know, the, you knew the pucks were coming with, with Clinton. And he, he was obviously a good player. Uh, he shoots a lot of pucks. He, he finds lanes, and you know they they have shooters on the team. That's for sure. And you know for Ole, sacrifices by like that. Same with Sots, who's, who's blocked shots all year. Uh, basically, all of our decor: Chatty, Breezer, Blue, even Ali when he's in the lineup, and and Tevi and stuff. So you know for for those guys, it, it's a much earned respect because obviously I have a lot of padding blocking the shots, and even I get stingers at times. So. You know, for them to you know lay down their body and making sure that uh, you know the pucks really don't get to me if they don't have to, 
It, obviously, it brings the morale up on the bench, making sure you know the willingness to win is is still there, the fire to win, and um, you know it, it shows a lot. It takes a lot of character. After you took the one off the noggin to start that game, did anybody mention Thatcher Demko to you about well, his, his, you know, he has a habit of doing that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Demmer, well, as people know, Demmer and I are pretty close, and uh, he's, he's a good friend of mine. And it was nice of him to reach out after the game. He congratulated me and stuff, so that, that obviously meant a lot. But, yeah, Demmer loves to throw his head in front of the puck. I think for me, I don't really have a choice being six foot. I feel like even <laughs> when I go down, it's like, okay, it's a target. Even when I stand up, I don't even have to go down. I feel like I'm still under the crossbar, and pucks are still hitting my head, so. Uh, yeah, I guess that's why I picked the position. You brought up you brought up Demmer, which will bring us to you know some time that you spent up in Vancouver this year. Uh, obviously, it was for the reason being that Thatch was out for a little while dealing with with his health. Uh, but just talk about your experience in general over there. You ended up getting a little bit of time on the ice as well. A uh, great experience, a learning experience. I'm sure just being in practice with those guys is going to help you now being back down here yeah i think so um you know anytime you get called up it's a great time uh you something it's a time to learn it's a time to kind of grow your game and kind of uh you know kind of watch how guys interact how guys approach each day because it's a long season and making sure you know they manage their bodies properly but also kind of their routines to prepare their bodies for practice and, and getting on the ice um but for me it's uh you know you never want to go up when someone's hurt yeah, you know, you know, see Demmer get hurt. I'm happy that he's back. Happy that he's 100%. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, it was a great time. It was fun getting in the game. It was, uh, you know, unfortunate the circumstance getting yeah. in the game, but um, that was a fun building the play in. That's for sure. And um, it was pretty funny that I think my dad was asleep on the couch and my mom screamed at my dad when she saw me in that. And dad had like a, a drink in his hand and he woke up. He thought something <laughs> was wrong and the drink goes all over him. And, yeah, it, this it is the funny. content that I'm here for, to be honest with you. Like, no one, I know what I'm thinking when I found out was, found out you were in the game and we were like, you made me pay more attention to it. And I'm not even your dad. That's great. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah it was great. Like, uh, when I went home over the All-Star break, obviously family friends were telling me how they found out, like, I was in the net. And um, yeah, it, was, it was pretty funny because one of my parents' family friends, uh, the wife, she was... Uh, the husband wanted her to change channel. She goes, no, like, I'm not changing the channel. Blah, blah, blah. It's 4-1. And then he's like, four, no, it's 4-1. Like, Mikey's not going to get in. It's fine uh, because they won't put him in in the third period. But they kept it on, and they put me in. And then she starts freaking out and yelling at him that she was right. But in the meantime, she's on the phone with my mom telling her that I'm on. So my mom turns the TV on and accuse her start screaming while her friend's screaming on the phone. And then my dad wakes up, and his drink goes everywhere, just all, all over him. That's and there's only fantastic. nine minutes left in the game, and all my family, like, we have 15 family members over at my house watching six <laughs> minutes of a hockey game. It was unbelievable. Cleaning up spills. And then, then they take a picture after the game together, and they show me. I'm like, guys, you do realize we lost the game, right? Yeah, like, they're yeah. all celebrating. I'm like, guys, we lost. And I got scored on. Like, it's nothing. But, no, it was, it was good to have their support, obviously. It was nice to see Richard Bachman, even in a backup role, get in the game the other day. You had been completely given the night off, and Coach Call had said that goalie coach is in town, so you were just kind of working on some skills then. Now, I remember the first one of the first times we had talked to you, you broke down your philosophies and how you track pucks and things like that and the little things that you do for the detail aspect of playing goal. Uh, care to share what you work, worked on? Was it something that you were looking for help with? It was something that they felt they wanted to show you because you talk about all the time always wanting to get better yeah and i think you the want to always get better is very important but also you know you got to know i'm pretty stubborn so the time for rest is also very important and um we're at a point in the season where you know sandman isn't gonna who's the goalie coach he's not gonna introduce you know new concepts to me we're middle of the year we're in a tough schedule right now 
um, and you don't want to cloud you know, obviously your, your mind with new things, new concepts, then you start integrating in the game prematurely and then they just don't work out or they don't happen organically in your game. So it was more of like a feel-good session, um, you know, feeling pucks, making sure you're on the right angles. Um, you Almost know, reinforcement, Quick maybe? triggers, yeah, exactly. Just re- you know, reinforcing the habits that we started being in the year, the foundation we started building, and just building on top of that, and making sure I'm getting back to what makes me successful or what has made me successful. So, um, yeah, it was important for me to kind of take that rest. Plus, Dad was down too, so it was kind of worked out nice, spend more time with him too. Um, it was uh, it was a silver lining in all of it. Absolutely. The last thing I want to ask about, and and I know we made special interest or we took interest in this and talked about it on pregame. But, Mikey, there's a special family here in Utica that you've really bonded with, and I would like you to take it from here and talk to them, <laughs> say hello to them, tell us a little bit more yeah, about them. Where are them. they taking you for the sauce, the gravy? Yeah, I know you, you like Nani's sauce. I go sauce. to their house. Are I you, go to their are you house. continuing? I assume you're continuing uh, when you're in town. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm very blessed to have the desires in my life. Um, you know, I got, I got to meet Alicia. She works uh, for, for the Utica Comets, mm-hmm. and uh, she... You know, the way we kind of all kind of met was she found out there was an Italian on the team, and she wanted to meet me, and uh, we just kind of hit it off from there, and I literally sat in the office for four hours just talking to her about different things at home, how we, we had so much in common, and then, um, you know, a couple weeks later, I got to meet her husband, Anthony, and uh, their three beautiful kids, uh, Adriana, Anthony, and Alex, and um, they're literally like my little brothers and, and little sister, and uh, I go. I go over. At least I see them, you know, once or twice a week. That's for sure. That's great. Um, go over to their house Sundays for dinners. Uh, I took them trick or treating. We put up the Christmas tree together. Um, I took them to pins. Like we just do all different things. Play play, play hockey in the house. They, <laughs> Alicia will be the first one to tell you. Her and Anthony will be the first people to tell you that they aren't a hockey family. Like Alicia and Anthony don't really know anything about hockey. They're more football and, and baseball and everything. But since i've been around the house all the kids want to do is play hockey so they started uh making nets with pillows downstairs Mm -hmm. and i look at alicia i'm like no this can't happen like we gotta go so i literally like we went to uh, dick's sporting goods and i got like a mini stick set for them so we play mini sticks in the house all the time that's great she goes if my if my kids love hockey i'm blaming you i'm blaming you (laughs) i'm like wait till they're gonna be goalies i'm gonna force them to be but no i'm very uh i'm very blessed to have them in my life they're like i said i love them very much and you know what they do for me like i i can't repay them just for giving you some done. normalcy down here it's it's a family it's you know yeah it's a home away from home they've yeah. introduced me to amazing people in the community that they've extended out to their extended families um you know with their brothers sisters cousins i've met and uh, i've gotten really close to them as well so uh you know the, the support here has, has been fantastic and it's something that you know i take to heart and i'm very thankful for and very blessed like i said but um yeah, it's uh, it's very great, and hopefully we're looking for. I want to prolong my stay in Utica this season as much as possible, so hopefully we'll be in a long playoff run. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say I hope through June fourth. You said you're a country fan, so Toby Keith's going to be exactly, here. Exactly, exactly. See, there's silver linings never feet. There's reasons for everything. Absolutely. Well, listen, <laughs> you you said you want to be the type of person that provides positive energy and doesn't drain it. You've absolutely done that. Not just tonight, but your entire time here in Utica. It's awesome to have you. It, it not not just joining us tonight, but in general. Scoop and I always look forward to talking to you. We hope to have you back one more time before the season's out. I hope to be back. I appreciate it a lot, guys. Thank you. We'll be right back with Chris Faber from Canucks Army 745. Corey Hergott from Canucks Army joins us to talk more Utica Comets on Insider with 94.9 K Rock. 
Now back to two guys who have spent more than a little time in the sin bin. Here's Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. Joined on the phone now by Chris Faber from Canucks Army. And a surprise for everybody, we're doing him a favor because he's like, I don't really want to go home and pack for the trip to Laval for the game on Wednesday. So Mikey DiPietro, goaltender for your Utica Commas, has decided to hang out with us, which is nice because he ended up being able to take a picture and some autographs with another young fan. But I, I received a text from you, Chris, a little bit earlier And you had said, let me see here, this week I spoke to a few prospects who will be in Utica later this season or next year if you want to get into that. And I do, since you've got some names to throw out, perhaps Mikey's familiar and we can get some interesting feedback on these guys. Or if you want to start out with a question for Mikey DiPietro, uh, Chris, because I I don't think you were expecting the opportunity, we can go there first. So go ahead. Sure. Yeah. I, so I co-host uh, my, my podcast with an Italian and he's been trying to teach me how to pronounce this word uh, that I just keep messing up. And I keep saying focaccia bread or focaccia. How do you pronounce that word? Focaccia. Focaccia. focaccia yeah, that's the one I'm struggling with. <laughs> it, it, it's a hard spelling. It's definitely hard spelling. So <laughs> I guess I guess as an Italian, I can cut you some slack. <laughs> Okay, that's good. I'll have to let David know that. He uh, he also brought Domino's to the booth the other day, and I told him I thought he lost his Italian card after that. Oh yeah, you, yeah, he shouldn't he shouldn't have done that public knowledge. That's uh, that's a big no no. I don't know. I, I guess I've done it a few times, but you know I, I can't really give the time and date, or else I feel like Nona's shoe will be flying across <laughs> North America right and hit me in the head. So I don't know. I got to be careful with what I say with that. So who are some of the potential teammates, uh, Chris, that you spoke to? We'd love to hear these names. Yeah, so, I mean, since you got Mikey there, I talked to a couple other guys out of the CHL this past week, uh, Carson Folk out of the Calgary Hitmen, and uh, Jet Wu as well. And both of them kind of mentioned at the end of the conversation that they were very excited just to get up to Utica at the end of this year, uh, whether it's getting into games or something like practicing as well. And I, and I think Mikey's been around a couple of prospects camps with those guys. Yeah, I've uh, I know Fodor and Woozy pretty well, so yeah, they're they're definitely fun guys to be around. Obviously, good hockey players, so um, yeah, it, it'll be good to see those guys. What did you see this weekend, uh, Chris? That we can uh, direct at Mikey for some answers. Uh, we were obviously we've already talked about first AHL shutout, which was great to see, but he's put it behind him. Uh, and I had brought up you know the lead in the league with shorthanded goals, and he said, you know what, I put it behind me, and I'm moving forward. So. A few of the positives that you saw we can discuss with Mikey. Yeah, most definitely. I think Friday was a great game and then come back with the morning game right after. Uh, I guess the question I would have for Mikey is, you know, moving forward, uh, there are going to be a lot of situations, and we saw Thatcher Demko kind of do it in his year. Like, would back-to-back games worry you a little bit, or is that something you'd be excited for? No, I think anytime you're in the net, I think it's something you got to embrace. you got to enjoy each opportunity that, you know, you get a chance to play professional hockey. and. Um, you know, there's definitely times where you know your team's going to need you. It's, it's a tough schedule. It's uh, you know obviously, you know the, the travel compared to other teams is relatively good, but still, when you're playing back-to-back games, it takes a toll on your body, it takes a toll on you mentally and physically. Even if you do have a, a good game the night before, they're obviously going to do your homework on you, and you got to make sure to elevate your game or uh, you know to find things that you know to tighten up so that way you know the next game obviously they're going to pre-scout you and and be more aware of your game and obviously your tendencies so you got to make sure that you're constantly learning and I think when you take those back-to-back games and if if I were to play in a back-to-back situation I think it's a good opportunity for myself to kind of learn 
um, you know, to kind of learn the pro game and be able to mature in ways that, you know, you can just kind of, um, you know, kind of grow, grow your game in, uh, in such a short period of time and make sure, you know, you be a true pro. It's Comets Insider Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock, brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, IBEW Local Union 43, and Hobby Hill Farms. Mikey DiPietro here with uh, Rain, myself, Scoop, Chris Faber of Canucks Army. Chris, I believe it was you that wrote the piece for Canucks Army about uh, how the Canucks had won all these games. Uh, they were, like, undefeated at one point. When they were outshot or something, some such. Maybe you can correct me if I got the stat wrong. But I flashed on that during the shutout game on Friday night. Comets were outshot, twenty-seven to sixteen. Win the game, essentially scoring about every fourth shot. Um, I'm curious where that is now with the Canucks, if you, if that trend is continuing. But I'd, I also thought, you know, here again we see a lot of similar similarities between the parent clubs. And their AHL clubs definitely know very often, and that and that was one that uh, really you know you wrote about it. It really s- stood out to me. Yeah, absolutely. It was a stat that kind of blew me away. And at the time when I wrote it, the Canucks were ten zero and zero when they're outshot at home, and that's just you know a crazy stat to think about. And the funny thing is, uh, the two home games that they had right after that, they were outshot and also won. Um, and then you just kind of look, and I mean, I mean, Mikey can probably talk about this a little bit. Like, there are certain games, I think, when the crowd just gets behind you, and I think goaltenders have to step up. And the Canucks have done that. Like I mentioned, they're at 12-0-0 right now, and they're outshot at home. Yeah, um, I guess for me, from a goaltending perspective, the more busy you are, the less time you have to think. And, you know, <laughs> we all of those games, <laughs> it, you laugh, but it's true. You know, whenever, like, I play my best when I just don't think. And whenever you get in your head, you have time to think about things, think about tendencies, and think about sometimes you fall under a trap that, you know, you have, you're thinking about things that have no bearing on this game. Like, I know for me, it's like if we have a good period and it's, you know, we're up two goals and, you know, the end of the period and then you switch ends, you're like, okay, is this like where all the goals go in and this and that? Like, it's just kind of weird things that goaltenders, like, I guess maybe it's just me or maybe goaltenders just think about in general, or maybe because I'm just weird. I, I just don't know. <laughs> but uh, I guess the more the more times you're busy, uh, you know, you, like I said, you get in a rhythm, you start feeling good. For me, a big thing is getting a sweat on. And obviously when you have more action, you're just moving and the puck seems as big as a beach ball. And you just, you know, obviously you want to put a good – and you, you obviously want to play good in front of the hometown fans. That's for that's for sure. That's a given. That's for anyone on a hockey team. But I guess with those given factors, and obviously with Marky and Demmer, phenomenal goaltenders. So I guess that always helps too. Here with Chris Faber from Canucks Army on Utica Comets and Saturday ninety four point nine K Rock. Uh, Going to give you a chance to direct one more question to Mikey DiPietro with the unexpected, uh, with him unexpectedly deciding to hang out with us, which we're very grateful for. So Chris, now's yeah. your chance. One more. For sure. Uh, I remember writing about this actually a while ago, Mikey, that you um, you definitely like stepped up your play quite a bit going into the playoffs. And I found that pretty interesting because, I mean, the teams that you're facing off in the playoffs are, you know, they're playoff teams for a reason, right? So you're playing a tougher competition. Uh, was there something that you did different going into playoff games that kind of just brought your game up a little bit? Or was it just, you know, the playoff atmosphere when you were there in Ottawa and Windsor? I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. I think obviously you want to step your game up because you're gearing up towards playoffs. But I think, you know, in this day in hockey, there's so many analytics. There's so many stats, um, shooting percentages, save percentages, goals against averages. 
and everything that kind of everything in between. And, you know, for me, I try not to look at that stuff because that's something that always, you know, will cloud your mind. Yeah. And, and I always find, you know, I fall into a trap at some point during the season worrying about that stuff that literally has no bearing on the game at hand. It's just the next shot it's you're going to face. Of, yes, exactly. And a lot of it is just a lot of fluff. It's a lot of fluff that makes you feel good or makes you look good. Where at the end of the day, everything is just about winning. And it's funny, when I entered the playoffs last year, all that I cared about was to win the game. I don't care if I had 18 shots and letting three goals or if I had 50 shots and letting no goals. It, all that matters is as long as we win the game, everybody is happy, everybody comes out with a smile on their face regardless of the outcome personally for a game. And that's what playoffs are. It doesn't matter individual statistics at that point. You just want to win. you got to do whatever it takes to win. And for me, that's my mindset these next whatever 28-odd games that we play. You just got to win. Boy, those two interceptions for Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl yesterday would have made a lot bigger difference and be discussed a little bit differently if they didn't turn around and win the game. You make a great point. I don't know if you want to hang out with us for the next couple of minutes. We're only going till 8 o'clock, but Mikey DiPietro <laughs> is with us along with Chris Faber. We're going to come back, though, uh, with your fellow contributor to Canucks Army, Corey Hergott, next on 94.9 K-Rock. You the go! Here's two guys that like to put the biscuit in the basket. Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. I got to tell you, that was a treat to have Michael DiPietro stay an extra segment. And and Rain and I are here kind of going back and forth trying to remember other times that that has happened where the player stays a little bit longer and I, I remember Thatcher Demko doing that once there's been a handful of other guys over all of the years we've been doing this now that have done it all the names slip me we'll be in the car afterwards heading home yeah, yeah. and we'll go oh yeah it was him it was him it was him we'll try to report back in on hold on the phone waiting for us we were hoping that Mikey could stick around for one more we were hoping to get Corey Her got a question uh, but I think he said his dad had been calling him so he had to return the phone call and then also on the way out had to sign about it seemed like 10 or 15 more autographs and get a few more pictures taken but he's an absolute treat to talk to you're lucky if you're a hockey fan a Comets fan specifically to have this kid on your team displaying the leadership ability that he does at this point boy you just imagine extrapolate out where he's going to be as he progresses moving forward what do the canucks do moving down the line with markstrom and that uh, with jacob markstrom and thatcher demko or mikey di pietro i mean the possibilities are endless at this point a couple of things to clear up though real quick before we get Corey on here scoop uh, brett gallant was the guy uh the player on cleveland with the one game suspension for that check to the head we wanted everybody to be aware of that and if you didn't hear it earlier, Gadjevich, Stevenson, and Boucher are much closer to game action than they were even a few days ago. They're getting healthy and practicing. Uh, we'll take it from there with Corey Hergott from Canucks Army, who's online. First question to scoop. Corey, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Now, uh, back from the All-Star break, uh, what did you take from uh, the couple games in Cleveland, obviously Friday night was very impressive. Special teams, kind of the story on Saturday. And a bit of a quick turnaround to play a game at 1 p.m. after playing the night before. But back from the All-Star break, the state of the union address for our Utica Comets. 
Well, I think, uh, you know, they, they finished off uh, January on a good note with a big win and, uh, and Mikey D's uh, first pro shutout. So that was uh, really nice to see. Uh, kind of unfortunate to start the new month off with a loss. Um, and as you said, you know, that game kind of, uh, it was a, a game decided by special teams, a shorthanded goal and, and some power play goals against. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's one they're going to want to shake off, and, and uh, you know they're going into into Laval, and that's not going to be an easy uh, an easy team to face. They they just got some fresh blood in the lineup there uh, with Kotek Niemi. I, I blew his name up. I know I did, but uh, that's a guy that's uh, going to be a handful if they're facing him on Wednesday. So uh, you know, onward and upward. I heard you guys talking with uh, Di Pietro earlier, and. Uh, you know, he's got the attitude, the right attitude. Park, uh, you know, if you have a loss, park it in the rearview mirror. If you had a win, enjoy it for a few minutes. But uh, the next game is the next game, and that's the one that you have to win. How impressive of a listen is he from the Vancouver perspective, which you obviously are, are living there and ingrained in as a prospect for your NHL team when you look at what he's doing with Utica Comets? the leadership that we discussed with him, and just everything else that comes out of his mouth. It's, it just seems like he always gives you the right answer. It's what you want to hear, well, his mindset. Well, there's a few players that I've had the uh, opportunity to speak with uh, that are in the uh, Canucks and Comets uh, system that uh, when I walk away from the interview, I just think, you know, this guy gets it. Uh, Zach McEwen is one. Ashton Sautner is one. Guillaume Brisebois is one. And uh, Mikey DiPietro was the, the same thing for me. It's kind of funny. My, my very first time uh, being involved in any kind of media uh, stuff was at Rogers Arena at uh, Prospects Development uh, Camp at one of their, uh, their, their big games that they had there. And uh, Mikey DiPietro was one of the first uh, players that I got to see. I didn't speak with him that, that day. Uh, but I saw him interacting with, uh, you know, seasoned media people, and he looked like a guy that had been doing this his whole life. Uh, he's made to be, uh, you know, play a game and uh, be able to analyze what it is that he's doing and speak about it intelligently and uh, and in a, in a way that keeps you engaged. He's, he's a fun guy to listen to. He's got a great sense of humor, and he's got a really good head on his shoulders. With Justin Bailey and Zach McEwen with the Canucks, this is very much a next-man-up situation. Boucher injured. You add to that, you know, those are three guys that are uh, leaders on the, the Comets. Talk about some of the guys called up from Kalamazoo. I mean, we had Tanner Sorensen who had an assist on Carter Banks' first goal of the, the night the other night. And then we had David Pope score the first goal on Saturday. That's exactly what you need at this time of year is you need everybody to contribute and the next man to get up and do something. You're absolutely right, Scoop. Go ahead. Yeah, well, that's just it. And and this is where, uh, you know, you've got the Trent Cullen, his coaching staff, are looking up and down the bench and they're going, well, I don't have McEwen to throw over the boards. I don't have Bailey to throw over the boards. Boucher's not, uh, not here. Gadjevich is out. Uh, somebody has to get over the boards there and do something for us. And they're tapping the right guys right now. Uh, when you can get secondary scoring, and even if they're not scoring, you, you know, you get guys like uh, Sorensen and, and Pope. And, uh, you know, uh, Stefan LeBlanc, I, I think, has been doing a pretty good job of it as a forward in the last handful of games as well. You know, these guys getting in hard on a forward check and, and you know, maybe drawing a penalty or making life difficult for uh 
the opposing defenders and wearing them down so that the next line could get over the boards and, uh, you know, work some opportunities. And that's the thing with, uh, with an AHL team. Uh, you have to have uh, scoring or, or production of some sort from all four lines or you're not going to be successful. And, you know, so far this year, the, the Comets have, have uh, had a lot of luck on, luck on that side of things. They've, they've had some pretty good contributions throughout the lineup. Corey, you have joined us on our brother station, ESPN Utica Rome, when we've done our Sportzilla show, the Talk Utica Comets Hockey. ESPN Utica Rome, of course, is where the Trent Cole show is. It precedes us on Insider and re-airs Insider, actually, which will happen tomorrow. But what are your impressions overall? And i got about 30 seconds before our final break. But are you loving the Trent Cole show? And is, is the word getting out up in Vancouver to give that a listen? Because you're getting some hockey, but you're getting some great behind-the-scenes stuff, too. Well, that's just it. I mean, uh, anytime you can get some some info right from the coach's mouth, I think that's a fantastic source, and I've said it before, but uh, Joe is fantastic at what he does, and he engages the listener as well. So, yeah, I, any t- chance I get, I'm putting it out there for people to, to listen into that show. Uh, you know, you can find about, find out about... Uh, you know the bacon curses and you can <laughs> things like that. Uh, that that's uh, that's stuff that you don't get just anywhere else. And uh, shut out and bagel you know, and breakfast get, too. That's right, the shut out and the bagel breakfast, and that's that's info that maybe uh, goes uh, underreported sometimes. And uh, Joe has a way of uh, getting that kind of info out there. So uh, I love listening to that show. Corey, as always, thank you so much for your time and your contributions and getting the word out there. Last word on Utica Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern. Every Monday from 7 to 8, always goes to Scoop on 94.9 K-Rock. Go Comets!